we're going to do well because we're going to do good. And right. everything is going to start from doing good. And doing good is a mission to improve people's lives, to restore a quality of life that maybe they thought was was no longer available to them. And it, it's been it's been two years, and it's been it's been amazing. Welcome to your Badass Journey podcast. This is Kareen Walsh, your business and life growth strategist, serial entrepreneur transformational speaker and author. Each week, I share my practices, tools, methods, and conversations with badasses I know will help you align what you love with what you do. I believe living a badass life means consistently willing to learn something new, put it into action, and periodically assess what you need to shine a light on to celebrate or let go in order to be the best version of yourself from this point forward. Life is too short for mediocre compromises. Let's help you make it a badass one. Hello and welcome to your Badass Journey podcast. Today I have Joel Greengrass. He's the CEO of Theramu, the world's most effective CBD, wellness, and skincare products. Prior to joining Theramu, Joel was a talent operations executive at FanDuel, BuzzFeed, Equinox, and Ideally, which is where we met. Joel is the husband and father of three amazing kids and one fur baby. He's a total dog whisperer. If you ever meet him and you're walking your dog, definitely expect some belly rubs for the dog, not you. (laughs) I loved talking with Joel today because he is an MS warrior of 12 years and uses Theramu products to eliminate six prescription drugs from the painkillers that he was on in order to manage his daily activity. He is such a heartfelt leader of his company and truly has taken all the talent from all the years of climbing up as an executive in these amazing companies to now leading the charge on trying to figure out holistic wellness for his clientele in the way that has helped him and also making sure that he's living a life of impact and contribution. So in today's episode, we talk about his journey. We share some advice on how to go after making your journey align with who you really are and put it into everything you do every day. And I hope you benefit from today's conversation. Again, don't hesitate to reach out to either of us if you have any questions after the show and check out the show notes for those links. I hope you enjoy today's conversation. So I'm so excited to invite Joel Greengrass to today's episode. Welcome, Joel. Thank you so much for having me. It's so awesome to connect in this way, Joel, because when we first had met, of course, it was in this like hectic startup environment and it has been some years since then. But I would love for you, what I love for my guests to do is just introduce themselves really to share the part of their journey that they want to so that folks know more about who you are and what you're up to today. Absolutely. So even before you and I first crossed paths, I've been a serial entrepreneur startup guy. So 
that hectic, stressful lifestyle um, is what we call, you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, <laughs> Friday, uh, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, so, but, you know, more recently, and I've been an executive overseeing talent and operations at many of these different companies, and ideally was one of them, and BuzzFeed and FanDuel and Equinox Fitness. So I've been lucky enough to be part of some really, really amazing brands that have transformed not only, uh, you know, created new industries really, right? Um, but and, and, and really transformed their customer bases as well. Most recently though, so back in uh, 12 years ago, like this month, I mean, not, not an anniversary that we like celebrate in my household, but I was diagnosed with MS. MS I knew nothing about at the time. And it, it's been an interesting journey, not only for myself, but for my family, for my loved ones, everyone who's part of this with me. But where that's end, you know, led me to is I've been the CEO of a company called Theramu for the last two years. Theramu is an all-natural wellness uh, company. We we sell CBD and you know emu oil products, which are amazing and transformed my life. And we we'll, we can get into some of the details, but something like MS changes your perspective on everything, and and it's it's amazing now that I've found a company where I can apply what has been my kind of maniacally crazy passion for for building things, but with something that's truly giving back and helping people every day. I think it's amazing that you found that synergy of some a business now that you could treat in that startup energy and that that scalable energy that is your kind of mind side, right? Like where you find fulfillment and joy and, and push in creating something new with maintaining, you know, your health. I, you know, it's so important, especially when the in these days, those environments can be super toxic or you like run so hard and you don't know how to take care of yourself in the meantime. And I'm curious, like before finding the the CBD treatments and and going into this realm of actually starting and working with a company that produces and helps others, what did you do to manage your health before in those high stress environments and and kind of how has it shifted now that you have these new tools? So I, I, I mean, it's it's actually it's a great great quick question, but it's actually it's it's two parts, right? Because I think that while I was doing a lot to what I would say, you know, treat my health and focus on my wellness, and I was doing that a lot through exercise and and diet. It, it was important to me to find the types of exercise that that I was passionate about, so it wasn't a forced part of my regimen. So I did a lot of crazy stuff that you wouldn't think that MMA people would do, but, you know, boxing and, and mixed martial arts and which are amazing workouts. And I look forward to going to every day. But the other part of that, and I think the other thing that's almost endemic for our country right now is I wasn't managing my wellness. I was treating my disease, mm. right? So I was on seven different prescription drugs. Um, you're probably going to, you know, lose your breath when I say this next piece, but I was taking 50 Advil per week Wow. Um, because I was doing, you know, two every four hours. I never questioned any of it because when you have something like MS where you don't know what tomorrow holds and you're a dad and a husband, you do whatever it takes to get out of bed in the morning and just be you. Uh, and then one day I was like, this enough, enough is enough. I looked at my nightstand and I was horrified, all those little orange you know, pill bottles. And it became more about the journey to wellness than, than, than treating the, the illness. So I, I love that you're you're so open in sharing this because I think it's it's an interesting perspective, like you said, in today's environment and how you know pharmaceuticals obviously take over. There's a way to to 
mimic, I guess, care through pain management or certain drugs that are definitely needed to subside growth of something going on in your body. But to find that wellness integration is is just so important. And it's it requires not just what you put in your mouth, but like how your mindset is and how you go after something uh, to feel right, you know? And do you believe in, in bio-individuality? Like everybody is different. So tell me a little bit about like what you've learned on that journey. I, so I, I do. And, and part of my journey has now led me to, I'm at uh, IIN for, you know, a, a wellness certif- certification because I spent a lot of time with, with our patients, um, you know, one-on-one. And I felt like there was a piece of that missing for me where I could actually um, talk to them about the importance of nutrition. I mean, I, I believe I know more than most people, but not enough to, to be an actual coach. And I think that the interesting thing about where I am right now, so CBD is a derivative of, of the cannabis plant, right? And cannabis has been vilified in this country for, for decades and decades. And the whole concept of personalized and individualized care is going to be brought about in this country because of cannabis, right? So yeah. cannabis has 114 what are known as cannabinoids in there and, and in, in, in the plant. Each one has different value to our body and different people have different sensitivity to them. But ultimately what we're going to be able to do is we're going to be able to match up people's you know, genetic biome to their exact needs. And the, the, you know, the, the example I always use is at one point, my wife and I were both injured and we both received the same prescription, right? We had the same muscle relaxer, the same exact dose, the same frequency. You know, I weigh 200 pounds. She weighs 120 pounds soaking wet. So how is that? How is that possible? One of us has either had too much or, 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 or too little. Mm-hmm. So the whole concept of saying, all right, well, Joel, you're 50 years old. You've got MS. You've got, you know, here's your other host of issues, which is probably too long for this podcast. And based on the, and the, here's the primary MS drug that you're on based on that profile, this is the cannabinoid profile that's going to be best for you. And we have the ability to extract each of them individually and then make that cocktail. And that's the way medicine should work as well. It, right. it, 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 I should have never gotten to the point where I had the, the number of, of prescriptions that I did. I just shouldn't. I mean, because the, again, there's no cure for MS. They weren't there to cure my MS. They were there to treat my symptoms. And this is not to, to vilify. No prescription drugs. They save right. people's lives every single every day. day. Yeah. But they have to be used properly, right? And yeah. we see every day that they're not with the opiate addiction and so forth. That crisis is is crazy. So yeah, I, 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 you know, I believe in it a lot. And I love the fact that, that this of all things is the inflection point that, that's driving it. Yeah. You know, in, in 2010, I also went through IIN and became the certified holistic health coach because I too wanted to, I was trying to heal myself also. I had a lot of chronic issues that, you know, meds were not really helping me. And I also didn't want to go and get cut <laughs> either, you know? So like my perspective was, is there a way that my body could potentially heal itself? And it was a really great program to go through to get that perspective that you're talking about. It's not, it's not just about one way. It's about the best way. And it could, it could take many methods for your body to thrive and for, for you to feel like you're at your best. And also we go through cycles, you know, as we age, there are different cycles of what's needed. And I love that what you look at is customizing what's best for the individual that shows up for you in your company as well, through your, your suite of products and also just the approach, because more people who who think that way um, than 
the wellness of it all comes to fruition. And it's really great that you're extending yourself to an, an additional education and how to serve your community um, because it's just, it, it'll then grow tenfold because more and more people are looking for it. So that's that's a really great approach to it. How did you come to think about Theramu as a company and like know that this was the next phase for you and and kind of integrate, you know, your business mind with your health mind and now into, you know, the the growth and scalability. So how did that come about? Well, there are two different things. The short answer with it is that I, I had another opportunity a few years back to to move into a pretty pioneering health and wellness company. And I went in a different direction. And I kicked myself for a long time because of it. And I followed what... And it was another passion. I mean, there's no wrong decisions in life, right? You learn from them. Yeah. But a, a friend of mine that I had worked with probably 20 years ago was doing some branding with this, this company. There's a sister company out in California. Reached out to me. It was literally the same week that I started researching, you know, all natural wellness and, and, you know, that whole concept of synchronicity and, and, yeah. and, you know, it, 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 it's, I've never been that person before, but through this process, I'm like, all right, you know, talk about meant to happen. So he's like, you know, we're, we're working on this, this product. I think it might help your MS. Um, I was like, Oh, that's funny. I was, I was looking at CBD and he sent me this jar. I mean, it's, it's literally I've got one right here, it, you know, this little one ounce jar of, 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 of product and it's like a topical bomb. Yeah. And at the time I was struggling a lot with my, um, my, my legs, particularly my left leg tends to be a really, really weak area for me. My, my, my calf, my foot, my ankle, they seize up a lot. I get a lot of cramping, a lot of spasming. And I was actually struggling. I was, you know, struggling to walk at the time. And so I took a little pea sized amount one night, massaging on my calf, massage another pea into my foot. Next day I had a training session at the end of the training session, my trainers got me lying on my back on the table with my leg straight up like a hamstring stretch. And he goes, what did you do to your leg? And I was like, oh God, what did I do to my leg? Because <laughs> I'm like the ultimate klutz. Like if I had like run into a doorway and like not known it and bruised it, like it would have totally would have been all Joel. Like that's normal. <laughs> He's like, well, normally I won't pull down on your foot because your calf and your foot are always so rigid. I'm afraid I'm going to tear muscle. And today they're completely malleable. What's going on? And I'm like, it, it can't be the stuff that I used last night. I used a pea-sized amount. And he made me get up and walk back and forth and gait analysis. And we looked at like earlier gait and like the difference was amazing. Um, I started using a few more of their products. They weren't on the market yet, but the founders were kind enough to send me some um, to continue with. And I started weaning myself off of uh, my prescription drugs. Um, and I told my doctors what I was, what I was doing because um, I wanted to make sure that I didn't do anything that, you know, I didn't come yeah. off faster. Right. And the founders were coming to New York. I took them out for dinner just to thank them. Because again, it's not just my life that, that, that improved. It, you know, it's my wife, it's my kids, it's everybody around me, you know, my care network, so to speak. And they, you know, they said, listen, you know, we were talking to Scott. It was the friend who made the mutual introduction. He told us what you do. Like, you should, you should join us. And I've always been lucky enough, I guess, to be hired out of one company into the next. And this time I decided, and I was transitioning out of my current role, but I decided I was going to take my time and figure out what I wanted to do next, which is the first advice I always give people when I'm coaching them uh, right. on their careers. And I said, you know what, I'll, I'll consult to you guys while I'm trying to figure out what I, what I do next. I believe in what you're doing. The, the, the product still wasn't out yet. So the whole idea was creating a rollout plan and how are we going to sell it and who's our target audience. And... Within a few months, they were like, you know, listen, you have to come on board full time. We can't keep up what you're doing. Like, we, we love your passion and your energy. And you have this personal why 
that enables you to be such a face of this this brand. And then pretty quickly it evolved into, you know, them asking me to be the CEO. And and like most things in the last, you know, 30 years of my life, the right decision came from my wife who, you know, because I mean, you know, this with every, with the smallest startup, the less the, the compensation, right? Or the less yeah. compensation always. And she said, you know, if you can help other people the way that this product is helping you, then this is what you're meant to do right now. And like, we will figure everything else out. Like, and, and, and that started our, this whole thought process around, you know what, and we're going to do this company differently. Like we're not here to monetize this space. We're going to do well because we're going to do good. And right. everything is going to start from doing good. And doing good is a mission to improve people's lives, to restore a quality of life that maybe they thought was, was no longer available to them. Um, and it, it's been, it's been two years and it's been, it's been amazing. It's, I, I, it's so awesome to see you in your element, you know, and cause I know, I know the, the business savvy mind you have and the talent management side you have, and just like how much heart you always bring to like any role you're in, but then to see this alignment and care, it's like, you almost have this glow about you, uh, you know, as you talk about it, because it's just not only, obviously it's helping you health wise. So that makes you feel stronger to show up, right? Like in a, in your best form, because now you found a, a treatment that works or a method um, that works, but it's really cool that that you found that alignment because you know a lot of a lot of what I love to talk about on on the show and and to help people discover is how to align you know what they really love with what they do and you know and I'm curious because of your journey has been so badass and and finding this way to where you are today and you're such an amazing talent manager you know how how would how would you advise those who are trying to, you know, seek out the what's next or trying to find that alignment, you know, to go after that, you know, as a coach, you've done it for so long too, but what advice would you give folks to, to kind of pursue their badass journey? So I, I think, you know, I, I really believe in, in the, 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 the quote, um, you know, if you don't know where you're going, you'll likely never get there. So I think sometimes you need to take a step back before you can move forward. And part of that, I think, includes dividing up your head and your heart. Um, I think societally, you know, even, you know, before we go off to college, you know, we're kind of trained to make these pragmatic type decisions and they, 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 they work for many people and kudos to them. But I think we're taught largely to ignore our, our hearts, like our ability to apply and listen to our instinct or what I always call our internal spidey senses. Like we start getting dissuaded from using those, like when we're in kindergarten. And I think it's important to, like, instincts are there for a reason. It's one of the most primal parts of our brain. I think it's important to listen to, to yourself. And you know when you're passionate about something or when you're not. Um, you know when you're in love with something or when you're not. You know when your head and heart are aligned. So, you know, I always look at when I'm doing, when, when I'm making moves or even when I'm coaching other people, we start with the, well, where do you want to go? What do you, and, and, and most people can't answer that question, but that's okay. You want to plant that seed. So then you start going through what they've already done and you start making lists. Like, what is it that you love? What is it that you haven't loved? Because I think knowing what you don't want to do along the way is an important learning. And you can't, you, you can't get where you want to go without, without knowing where you don't want to be. But you can't know where you don't want to be unless you have some experience. So experience is good. You know, bad experiences are great experiences. Those are, those are learning, right? So um, I think... Being able to separate those and then what I always do, because I do listen to my instincts so much now um, that I will force myself sometimes back to the head part of things, to my brain. And I'll put, I have, I put together spreadsheets, right? So I have 
what are the things, what are the 10 things that are most important to me in a job and in a career? And I think it's important to understand the difference between a job and a career, right? Like a job is a destination. A career is where you're really ultimately trying to, to, to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then like I'll force rank opportunities against each other or make people do it. And you always get like, people will say, well, work-life balance is important to me. Well, here's four opportunities that you have in front of you from one to five, you know, or one to four, there's four of them, you know, which is the best of which is the, the worst. And so oh, they're all threes. No, 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 no. One has to be better than the other. There, there's no ties, right? There's no ties in life. So you force people to start thinking and evaluating, you know, what really is most important to me. And everybody's list is, is, is different. You know, I always say work-life balance, but you and I both know that I'm full of it, right? Like I don't say balance. I I use integration and it it needs to integrate. It's not, balance is always a trade-off. You know, it's like, it means you're taking away from something for something to write, you know? And and so to me, it never computed balance, (laughs) but I get you. I totally know what you're saying. I just like using the word integration. No, I I like that a lot. Cause I think, you know, for me and, and, you know, I, 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 I worked with you. I know what your, you know, your work ethic was like, right? Like, that's part of your daily fuel also. It's part yeah. of what you you happy. For other people, it, it, it's not. And I think that's why everybody, again, it, 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 it needs to be personalized for, for everybody. And people need to understand what are the things that matter to me the most and how am I, gonna, am I going to evaluate different opportunities against that? And if you don't have opportunities yet and you're looking for an opportunity, what are the things that you're most passionate about in life? Like you can almost apply the Warren Buffett stock strategy, right? Like he, he, he looks at what are people around me using the most? Like, what are the things in your life that make you the most excited? And then identify potential careers in those areas. And you can plot a path to, to get there. It, it's, you know, we see it a lot right now in our industry because people really, really want to get involved. And I think this current generation is, is so in touch with themselves in a way that, that certainly like I never saw our generation as like, I mean, it's just, it's like, they, they want that alignment between their head and heart. They want to be passionate about what they're doing every day. They don't want a nine to five job where they're just going and basically, you know, making widgets or, you know, baking the donuts every day. Like they, they want something that's giving back and is impacting society. Um, but for some people that's not as important. So again, it's, it's determining what's important to you and making sure that you can actually figure out a way to measure it. Yeah. And one of the measurements I use that I share, um, I call it the fulfillment factor. So like once you actually have that vision and that what you want to go after or, or what feels like you want to try. It's almost like the the roadmap of sorts of things to experiment with until you find the right fit. You keep the things that work, you let go of the things that don't, but sometimes you have to go through an assessment to figure out, well, now how do I shift, right? And how do I create the space so that I can go explore? And I do this exercise, I call it the fulfillment factor, where it's basically list out where you're spending all your time today and what fills you up the most. And you rank it. And then those things that that are like between the eight to 10 ranking out of score one to 10, you make sure you do those as often as possible. And anything below that gives you now a list that needs to shift so that you get your time back for the what's next. And so I love that, you know, the, that you're giving um, tips and tools on how to almost dream again and, and kind of get in touch with what it is that your heart wants, because your brain will always find a way to make it happen. That's just exposure and, and figuring out your talents and, and going after it. But if you try to figure out what your heart wants and be able to articulate that, 
then all of a sudden it starts to show up for you. Just like, you know, energetically, you started looking for more wellness treatments and more ways to to explore something else. And now all of a sudden this company's calling you, you know, because they <laughs> like it's it's it is serendipitous. It sounds maybe a little bit woo-woo, but it's the it's the truth in what shows up because it's what you focus on, all of a sudden you'll start to see it more to then recognize that's what you want to explore. And then being honest with where you are right now, I mean, using what you just said about fulfillment, if you find that 80% of your time is being spent on the 20% of your least fulfilling activities, like you, you probably need a change. And it doesn't mean that you can't continue that way for a long, long time. People have done it since you know the, the, the age of time, but I think you're not going to be happy. You're not going to be fulfilled. And again, it's not just you. It affects everybody around you. Everybody in your inner circle will know when you are, you know, when you are more fulfilled, less fulfilled. Like you can be a better you. Yeah, and and you know, masking is an is an amazing um, crutch. You know, when we mask uh, how we show up in the world to perform in a way we think we're supposed to do, you know, do our daily. You know, you you, just, you referenced like the time we worked together, and you saw my work ethic and how hardcore I go when I have a deliverable and I got to get something done. It's like go, go, go mode. But my health and my my relationship was suffering. Like there was so much on on that I was masking to meet the need of the role I was playing in that particular environment because I had this perception of what success looked like or and responsibility. I'm just a very responsible person. So I want to perform well when I'm responsible, but I, I wasn't quite plugging into what I needed to take care of myself in that process. And um and it's why I, you know, I I do my best to always check in on that side too and come up with tools so that whenever I'm I'm jumping in headfirst into something, that I give space and time for my heart as well, you know, and making sure that I am whole <laughs> when I show up. Um, because I think that's important. And I love that the younger generations are focused on that now. Like it's not just about the burn and churn and, and just for, just for an income, it's more about impact contribution and care. And it's really cool to see that difference, you know, being in the workforce for this long. (laughs) Yeah, no. And and I go back to when I was originally diagnosed and I was working, uh, you know, a a job that I loved. I had been there for five years, but the hours were like, you were never off ever, ever, ever. And I mean, I still, I go back to this and I can't believe this is my my reaction, but like I was so tired and ultimately, you know, it was, it was true fatigue and, you know, it's, I don't think I ever understood fatigue before this, but I would on the weekends, I would get up, have something to eat, fall asleep on the sofa, get up, have lunch, fall asleep on the sofa. Mm -hmm. And it was just this, this cycle. And I finally reached out to my doctor and I just said, can you prescribe a pack for me? because I must have caught something from the kids, right? I have these little Petri dishes running around the house. I'm sure I just caught something. And to my doctor's credit, um, he said, you know what? You haven't had a checkup yet this year. Let's come in. You know, let's take a look at you. And, you know, before I prescribe anything. And ultimately, you know, he, he was the one who, even though he wasn't able to do the test there, he was watching me. And, and I was lucky because he had done his residency at University of Michigan, which is obviously in the North. And, Every documented case of MS is in the Northern Hemisphere. People below the equator don't get it. They don't know why. Wow. Um, he saw me trying to put my pants on at the end of my appointment. And I was like, a little wobble. I looked like I was drunk, basically. Mm-hmm. And he told me he knew right then. But 
you know, I, I can't imagine what, how different my journey would have been, or even physically where I'd be right now, had a doctor just said, all right, here's your ZPAC. Because clearly ZPAC wasn't going to do anything for, for, for MS. Um, and then, you know, you, you get very, very reflective when you're diagnosed with a chronic illness like this. And I started looking back at all the other signs that my body was giving me that I had just been pushing through and ignoring because I perceived that others would see those as a sign of weakness, right? You can't be too tired to work. You can't be this. You get like, and, and you see, you just push through, you muscle your way through. And, you know, I've seen people do serious harm to themselves. Yeah. Um, your body knows. Our body's like, despite sitting here with this, this, this illness, like our bodies are near perfect machines, right? I mean, they communicate with us every millisecond of every day. Um, and it's important that people are in touch with that. Yeah. Paying attention. I, I had one, um, one of my coaching clients has um, sickle cell. And, you know, in our, in our work together, there was a, a, almost like a mindset we had to kind of work through where it's like, you're not your illness. It's just, it is a part of you. Yes. And we have to figure out how we manage when flare-ups happen, but to also think about the in the, in the between time of flare-ups to be your best. So what has to happen during flare-ups where you're um, comfortable asking for help? And we called it like her fire drill plan so that she could be also cared for the way she needs and knows what to ask for because everybody around her knows she has it. You know, it's just a matter of how to best um, care for herself so that she, when she gets back into who she truly is and energy and how she wants to show up, she takes advantage of that, you know, as much as possible and feels fulfilled in that in between the fire drill moments because they happen so often, you know, or cyclical. And it was a really interesting work to do to help find those methods, you know, so that again, it's that wellness, it's that care, but also know that you can be a high functioning person when you choose to take care of yourself and put that self-care first. And, and then you could show up with everything else. And ironically, you, you, you ultimately can't be a high functioning person if you're not listening to your body and you're killing yourself. Right. So yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing. I'm curious now because of the trend of um, CBD happening in the markets and and all this new understanding on cannabis. Or I should say it's it's not necessarily new, but it's just more and more in the space. Especially since I was out in Colorado for you know the last few years and all these different shops opening up and now the laws are changing. You know how how do you help? those who are interested in understanding more about the benefits or, you know, why they should consider this realm as a, as one of their wellness tactics, you know, so, so to give folks who are listening just more information about it, because I think there's still a hesitation out there of, is it still, you know, this taboo thing that I shouldn't even be talking about or researching, you know, and, and how do I kind of make it more an everyday understanding? So, so our listeners can benefit. Sure. So, I mean, everything for us starts from education. I think there's so, I mean, two years ago when we started, I would go out and I would meet with doctors who would say, what's CBD? What's the endocannabinoid system? And now the conversations have shifted to why, why Theramu? So almost everybody has heard of CBD. The farm bill that passed two weeks ago explicitly legalized growing hemp in this country for the first time in a long time. Um, all, of, all of, you know, hemp was tied to, to marijuana, all of which was vilified by our government to protect other industries and because prohibition was over and they had nothing else to do. Um, <laughs> right? So, you know, if you ever have a question, why did we do something? It's like, follow the money. 
from an education standpoint now, it's really important that people understand that not all CBD products are created equal. Not all CBD is, is created equal. And I let everybody know upfront that if we ultimately find a solution that works for you and it doesn't include Theramu, like I'm still thrilled. Like, our, like I, I want you to find something that works for you. The whole goal here is to help you get, get you know, be better. So going through an understanding. So the CBD is, is one of, like I said before, 114 cannabinoids that show up in the cannabis plant. Both the industrial hemp plant and the marijuana plant are cannabis plants. They're sister plants. The biggest difference is the industrial hemp plant has 0.3% or less THC. Mm. Um, THC is the component of marijuana that gets you high, and it is not federally legal. There are many states now, it's 33 states and growing, that medical marijuana is available. And now we're in double digits for states where adult use marijuana is, is, is available. Still not on a federal level, though, which means that any parts of the business that include things like transportation or banking, there's still challenges. And I think there's still a stigma for, for some people because of that. CBD in our product in particular, we, we have zero THC in our products. We deal with a lot of children. We deal with a lot of people who, if you're in a government job and you get drug tested, doesn't matter if you're in a state where it's legal. Federally, it's still illegal. You can't have THC in your, in, in yeah. your system. So we use what's called a, a, a 99.9% pharmaceutical grade CBD isolate mm. uh, that's extracted from, from the plant. And CBD works with our bodies in a number of different ways. People don't realize that our body runs on something called an endocannabinoid system. And we've known about this for less than 40 years. And the endocannabinoid system is a series of receptors that are in every single cell in our body. So when we talk about how CBD works with our bodies, it's on a cellular level. Right now, we know of three receptors in every cell. There's CB1, CB2, CB3. There's not a lot of knowledge yet on what CB3 does. Um, it's generally thought that CB1 reacts mostly with the brain and CB2 react, reacts with our organs and our immune system. Mm. The endocannabinoid system, which is really like a thermostat for all cell function in our bodies, it, like anything else, it gets run down, it gets out of whack, it, it gets out of homeostasis over time. And when it is out of homeostasis, that's generally when illness happens. So CBD, while it's amazing for dealing with many of the symptoms and, and things that I deal with, it's also, it should be thought of as a wellness product first. Yeah. Because if you can keep that system in, in homeostasis, you're letting your body take care of healing itself. So sometimes people don't love to hear this, but like breast milk is a cannabinoid. And the reason that, and they, they always... There's always been studies saying that children who are, or, who are breastfed have stronger immune systems than those who are not. They never knew why. Mm. It's because it's, it's, it's a perfect cannabinoid that feeds the endocannabinoid system. And again, CB2 receptors direct to your immune system. The, the, the keeping that system in balance, like they've recently, there's been multiple studies that have shown that fibromyalgia, which we've never understood what causes it, and it presents differently in different people, is caused by endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome. That system is out of whack, right? So CBD, when you get it into your system, so if you take it sublingually, um, if you ingest it, if you, if you vape it, can help balance that system. Now, different methods work better for different people. They have what we call the bioavailability of the CBD. The amount of the CBD that's actually getting into your system and going where it needs to um, varies by the, way that you, by the way that you take it. So if you're taking things like gummies are very, very popular, Gummies have the lowest bioavailability. Our, our, our digestive system is, is acid, right? It will yeah. digest just about you know, anything. And if you take things sublingually, you get a much higher bioavailability because the capillaries under our tongue are so big and it will get right into your bloodstream. And vaping, it goes right into the bloodstream through 
the lungs. So there's different ways in which you can take these products. But what we do also is we have a topical. And while the topical is not getting into your bloodstream, we pair it with emu oil, which is from the flightless bird. It's a smaller looking version of the, the ostrich. It's one of the oldest birds on our planet. Um, for whatever reason, they have the same 99% identical fatty lipid system to us. Um, people forget like our skin's number one job is to keep stuff out, right? It's a skin mm. barrier. Right. And there's really seven layers of it. So any products that you use, whether you know expensive moisturizer, lip balms, they're not getting through the first couple of layers of your skin. Uh, in fact, many of them are designed so that you have to keep going back and using them more and more and more. Um, emu oil, because of that fatty lipid profile, is is fully transdermal. Like it will go into the joints, it will go into the muscle, it will go into the bone, and you can pair it with the CBD to get amazing topical results. So again, I told you before, I used a pea-sized amount on my calf. Like I've seen people as recently at a, a consumer trade show and a gentleman was asking me about the product and he was complaining because he had rheumatoid arthritis and one of his hands was slightly, you know, clawed, right? Like his fingers were basically stuck like this. Yeah. And he said, do you think it, this would work for me? I'm like, well, you know what? And I, I gave him, we do these like little tiny samples. We call them mini moves. So I'm like, I gave him a mini move. I'm like, take a pea-sized amount, just massage it into your hands while we're talking. And like, I can see, I, I live for this moment, right? Yeah. There's that sparkle of doubt in somebody's eyes. Like, wait a minute, like, is what's happening? Is this working? Mm-hmm. And, you know, even though the mind is a very, very powerful thing, and I get asked all the time, like, is there any psychosomatic benefit to, to this? There's always a psychosomatic benefit to everything <laughs> if you believe, right? And, and right. positive or negative. Yeah. Um, but psychosomatic benefit doesn't allow you to wiggle the fingers that haven't moved in two years. Mm. Right. So to see within 15 minutes, someone going like that with a hand that they hadn't been able to move is amazing. And, and I think where people struggle the most with CBD right now is that how is the same product like help me with my anxiety, my stress, my depression, my focus, my migraines, my eczema, my neck pain, my back pain, my workout recovery, you know, my fatigue, my sleep. And it's because it's an all natural, you know, substance that our body knows what to do. With. So I think, you know, it, it's, it's making sure if you're interested in understanding more about CBD, that you find somebody who can answer all of these different questions for you, um, yeah. you know, and, and, and that you believe in and that you, and that you, that you trust. I mean, we, one of the things that we will tell people over and over, I think a large part of our industry, unfortunately, is trying to disintermediate the medical professional from these conversations. We do the opposite. Like we've actually created a structure with where a number of our strongest products, we primarily distribute through wellness professionals and they sell our strongest products for less than we sell them for. Mm-hmm. Because I want to push people back to their, their wellness professional. And that could be whether it's their general practitioner, whether it's an integrative or functional you know, health practitioner, it, it, it could be their physical therapist or their, their chiropractor or their acupuncturist. Um, but we want them to have those conversations um, so that they're on that. Cause I mean, your wellness is a journey, right? Yeah. It's not. It, yeah. it, it, and so we want the people that are part of that journey to be involved and to know what you're, what you're using. It's, it's amazing. I mean, I just learned so much from what you just shared. And, and so I appreciate that because it, it, I love to figure out, you know, the integrative way to take care of myself, you know? And so to, like you said, it is a journey. And as we age, our bodies shift, you know, especially as a female with our endocrine system and like, you know, what happens in, in our seven year cycles and all that, you know, like it, um, to feel that there could be a natural way to find relief, uh, as we go through different ailments, um, in our bodies is just so awesome. So I love that you educate first because it is important for fe- people to figure out what works best for them 
uh, and then find the right solution across your suite of products uh, as, as an option, which is so great. I was going to say, you know, the other fun thing about the, the products is the combination of the two. And emu oil has been used medicinally for thousands of years. And by itself, it's, it's an amazing wound care substance. It's antimicrobial, antifungal. It produces collagen um, mm-hmm. and it's neuroprotectant. So when, you, when you're using the topical products on your skin, the results are amazing beyond just, you know, feeling better. It's, it's looking better. I mean, the antioxidant properties of CBD are incredible. The, the collagen building properties of, of, of the emu oil are unreal. And it's, you know, I always joke about like, you know, this doesn't happen overnight, right? You know, this, you know like I feel, I feel like pretty good for 50. Like, and I have pictures from like before and after from my days at BuzzFeed where my hairline is different. The, you can see visibly like the crow's feet, the wrinkles, the bags around my eyes. Um, and sometimes I feel that that part of feeling better is feeling better about yourself and of being course. able to do that in a natural way. Like I always, we deal with a lot of families who unfortunately have children who are going through very, very serious ailments um, in which there are no other solutions. And, and, and it's not just that other solutions don't work, but even other CBD products don't work for some of these ailments. Yeah. Um, and we, we will always do whatever we, whatever it takes to make sure that those kids have what they need. You know, that's the, the, the doing, you know, good part of, yeah. of, of what we do every day. But I will always, we have like an under eye serum and it's got a rollerball, you know, applicator. And it's, I'll throw out there that it's uh, Bobby Brown. It's like, it's her favorite beauty product in the world, which is amazing to me. Yeah. But when I'm sending people stuff to use with their children, like I'll send the mom, like one of the eye serums too. Like, yeah. Because I want them to take care of themselves, you know, as well. They spend their lives revolve around taking care of these kids, right? Um, and sometimes they forget they have to take care of themselves. Yeah, it's beautiful. I, and for for those who are listening and not watching on YouTube, Joel here has a full on beard <laughs> that you need to witness. <laughs> that was not there prior. That's coming in really healthy. <laughs> so I'm sure. Partially the results of the products that you that you've been using because it's it's really cool to see. Well, even, even even here, I mean, yeah, uh, your hairline it, it, too. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty incredible. So that's amazing. So when you think about who the who you're looking to attract, like into your into your business, you know, as you grow as a team, but then also, you know, as clients, what is it that um, or who do you hope comes to you? I mean, on the, the, the team side, you know, we're looking for people who, who have like that personal why, right? There's a passion around helping other people. And I love when we can marry it with somebody who's coming out of medical sales or pharmaceutical sales and they know how to, like, because we picked a more difficult road. Like I was aware of that the day we decided to say that, you know, our biggest channel is going to be through wellness providers. That's not the same as just doing pure direct-to-consumer or just hitting up retail. And we, and we, we do sell in both of those channels. Yep. But being able to be comfortable enough to go in and have a conversation with a doctor about some form of wellness that they might know about, like it takes a special breed of of, of confidence and passion. And, and so I think, you know, that's what we look for on the internal side. And we start off every week, we do a Monday morning meeting with our, our, our team and we start with somebody has to share their why. And that's to constantly remind the team like why we do what we do. And those whys shift over time. And sure. it could shift because of something that occurs in my life. It can shift because of, of one of our patients that we've, we've, you know, we've come across. And then we end those calls with testimonials. 
right? So we have to share three stories from the past week of how people experienced you know, life-changing results from, from Theramu. From a customer standpoint, and we, you know, I'm not supposed to call them patients, but I do because that's the way we 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 treat them. I mean, I, I personally spend hours every day talking to people because that's the way that I would want to be treated. And there was nobody for me to talk to about when when I first got introduced to to, to CBD. It's everybody. Everybody has issues, and everybody knows people who has issues. And whether it's something as small as dealing with, um, you know headaches or migraines or, you know, eczema. And I only say that as small compared to some of the other issues that we deal with, which can be things, you know, people suffering from Parkinson's and EDS and epidermolysis bullosa and these horrible diseases that some people, most people have never heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it it, 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 it can apply for so many people and the fact that it's all natural and, and, you know, almost no side effects, but you know, the, the, it's going to be so much fun right now because post the farm bill, the thing that I'm most excited, everybody, everybody comes to me like, oh, you guys must be so excited now because with all the legality issues out of the way, you can sell everywhere and do whatever you want. And that's not the part that excites me. What excites me now is that one of the things that um, was cut off in our, in our pre-December 20th world was our ability to do clinical trials mm. and to really do research in this country because we weren't even allowed to grow the hemp or marijuana to do studies to understand how it, you know, what does it work best for? What are the different ways that you can deliver it? What are potential contraindication issues? What are side, like we, we just don't know those things yet. So we're pretty far behind where we should be. But I can tell you almost for a fact, like if I went out to my garden right now and came back in with like a, a dried sunflower and said, oh my God, I ran these tests and look at all the stuff that this could do. And it did everything that we're, that, that CBD has tens of thousands of testimonials showing that it can do. Like it, it, it would have been the front page of, you know, what Life Magazine, I guess, probably back then, but like it would have been everywhere, right? It would, yeah. it's, it's because of the stigma that we're still fighting to overcome that we've been slower to adopt it, but there's nobody who can't benefit from the products. And, 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 and if you don't need any of this, like, then, you know, God bless you. And, you right. know, <laughs> but it, it's the, the, my favorite thing about Theramio is, actually I have, I have two, but the, the, the one that I love it, a, a, a lot is when somebody that, that individual with the rheumatoid arthritis that I told you about at the show, literally within minutes of this, and this person had like, they, they, they had tears in their eyes from this, you know, from seeing this happen. Within minutes, they immediately went to who else in their life could benefit from this. Yeah. Always what people think about is how can I share this with somebody else? Because I want them to have that relief too. And that that's an amazing human reaction that, that you know, I don't see that. I've never seen anybody take an Advil or a fentanyl or something like that and be like, well, who, you know. <laughs> who else needs this? Yeah, well, maybe who needs this, but who, you know, who can benefit from this? <laughs> that's right. That's amazing. And then for your own personal journey, you know, what are, what are your, you know, goals? What are you going after? I know you're at IIN now, so obviously you're going to be a certified uh, coach here soon, a holistic health coach. And what else, what else is on the docket for you in your own journey? I mean, I really want Theramu to be at the forefront of education in the, I'll call it the all natural wellness space or or, or plant-based wellness, right? So it doesn't have to be limited to CBD. You know, I, I truly believe that we have a unique product set that outperforms every other CBD product on the market. And I, I, I want to be part of educating our society and, and, and helping people. You know, I don't, 
you know, I don't, I'm sure my founders would love if we became like the Amazon of the CBD space, but that's not what my personal mission is. Like, I want to help as many people as we possibly can. You know, I think that's how you change the world. And I think when you think about brands that last, like that's the strategy for a long lasting brand. Um, it's a tougher path, but it's the most rewarding one because, you know, every day I get testimonials from people reaching out to us saying, I cannot believe, you know, how well this worked for, you know, for X. And, mm-hmm. You know, yesterday I, I, I had, you know, back to back, I had a, a, a guy who was a professional cyclist talking to me about like he thought he was going to have to stop training and how this has changed, um, you know, his, his life and the, the thing that he loves the most, he doesn't have to give up. And right after that, I got a call from a, a mom of two college kids who heard from another mom of a college kid and her kids are suffering from, you know, depression and anxiety. And, you know, being, again, it's not just helping those two kids at critical times in their life, but it's, you know, I'm, I'm a parent and I've got one of my kids in college, um, yeah. you know, little Allie who used to run around at Ideally when we were together, like, yeah. is going to be 20. Like, I, I know what it means not to be there physically for them. So being able to provide that type of help. And I, I you know, if I could wish one thing for myself, it's that every single day until my last day on this planet, like I have people reaching out to me telling me that like I was able to help them. Because that's pretty rewarding and cool. I, I love that mission. That's amazing, and I know you will fulfill it because you do what you say. <laughs> that's how you live, and it's such a gift. I mean, it's really such a gift to be able to share you, um, uh, you know, with our listeners, but also connect in this way and hear what you're what you're doing, and and just the the give back and the contribution of your business, and as well as your mind you know, for all to benefit from. I just want to say thank you for for mm-hmm. being a part of my journey and also being able to share you with others. I, it's it's really amazing to see where you're at. You're and- very, very welcome. I mean, I, 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 I can't tell you how much I love like that, that our paths crossed again. And I'm telling you a story about how I got to where I am because my path crossed with someone, you know, again, like... That's like when you talk about your badass journey, the only thing that matters on your badass journey is the people. Yeah. I mean, it really like that, that's it. Like, and I, that, that's why this is so meaningful to me and I'm so happy to be doing it. Oh, I appreciate it, Joel. When the way I like to close out our calls one first is how would you like people to connect with you uh, and, and get more information or, you know, just kind of reach out with their questions. So um, people can reach out to me directly. It's just Joel, J-O-E-L, at theramu.com. So T-H-E-R-A-M-U.com. You know, I, I, if you go that way, even if you go through our customer support, which is the info at theramu.com, like I'm going to see it because I like to see everything that comes yeah. in. So I'm always happy to, to chat and answer any questions that, uh, that people have. Great. We'll put that in, in the show notes along with your um, Instagram and Facebook links just so that folks can get more information. And then um, I love to end with this question. You know, How do you define what a badass is? <laughs> it's funny. I thought about this one a lot, but what, what I ultimately came down to was what I just said. It's the, it's the people. You know, a lot of people collect things and, you know, I, I, you know, there's no love from a, from, from a thing. To me, a badass, when I look at the people who I'm most envious of, it's the people with these unbelievable networks of people who would follow them anywhere, do anything for them anywhere. And, you know, I would have never told you I was a badass in any way, shape or form. But the, the, the moment that I realized it was a year after I was diagnosed, my wife was like, all right, you know, 
phase one, we've gotten through the, oh my God, oh my God, the sky is falling. Now we're going to be part of the solution and we're going to give back. And we formed this thing called Team Greengrass and we were going to go and do like this MS walk. And I'm like, you know, a walk really? Isn't it like there's 12 of those every weekend in our area? Like how, you know, who's going to even show up? And we get to this MS walk. It's our first one. I had like, you know, Team Greengrass shirts made. And um, I've since now tattooed all the logo, Team Greengrass logos on my body because you live it every day. And people were showing up like out of the woodwork. I mean, it was my family, my friends. We had people who, um, my, my, you know, my daughter, Allie, had uh, raised a lot of money through an email campaign and um, it got some press coverage in our local Montclair paper. Like people from the town showed up like to give her a check and to meet her. And like, that's badass. Like that is really, really, really badass. And I think, you know, you combine that with always moving forward. Um, and I think it's, and enjoy the journey too, right? Like it's not, it's not all about the destination. The journey is really, you know, where you want to sometimes take a step back and take a deep breath and look around and appreciate the things that sometimes life moves too fast to appreciate. And again, that's the people like, I'm so thankful for, you know, all of my, you know, friends and family and colleagues who just continue to provide me with this support. So if there's anything I'm a badass for, it's because I've got this collection of people who are, are priceless. Well, you know, I, I like to believe that um, your community is a reflection of you. So if you're feeling that way about those who are showing up in your life, it's because you're one also, you know, like, and so I really appreciate you being a badass in my life and, and being on the show. And I just, I mean, this was an amazing conversation and I know that other people benefit from it as well. So thanks for continuing to contribute your badass self into life because we really appreciate it. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. Before you move on to the next episode, please post a review or share this episode with someone you think would appreciate it. Your feedback and support mean everything to me. For more information, check out yourbadassjourney.com or kareenwalsh.com. I truly believe everyone is capable of living a badass life. Thank you for listening.